Hello and welcome to Kate's Chats, open, honest conversations into my world. I'll be covering topics around health and fitness, mental well-being and general chit-chat. There's no fancy jingle, no fancy intro, just me and my thoughts. I hope you can relate to some of the things that we talk about today. Um, so we're having some really, I'm sorry, um, first of all I'm joined by Steve Anderson, again my co-host. We've upgraded his chair so he has a new chair for the podcast. Welcome Steve. Hello. Um, first of all I would like to say a massive, massive thank you to everybody that is listening to our podcast and sharing them, um, listening to them on the way to work when they're going out. I know that a lot of people have taken them when they go out for walks. So it's really lovely to hear and we've had some really um, heartfelt messages from people. Um, so thank you. It really does mean a lot and we hope that we can use this platform to help others as we discuss our own experiences. So today... We are going to discuss, I forgot what it was. Actions to consequences. Oh yeah, <laughs> actions to consequences. Or consequences to actions. Oh my gosh, yeah. which one is it? Well, it would be the consequence to your action. So. Consequence to your action, as you see. Professional. Professional as ever. Um, so for me, what this means is the power of learning to stop and think in the heat of the moment. So this will mean different things to different people. For my personal experience, this has helped in tricky conversations, in situations where I would normally lose my temper and react in potentially an aggressive manner. I've then got to stop and think the words and how I'm acting, how is that going to affect future relationships with people, situations, basically having time to stop and think and think about if I send this message, what are the consequences to those actions going to be? If I say, if I speak to so have a conversation with somebody and it gets heated, what are the consequences to those actions? Now, there are a lot of different things that we can talk about. Um, so we're going to obviously cover that subject and we're going to cover the way that we can, we can help to prevent you feeling those emotions, but also it's the consequences. So we're trying to relate it back to a fitness point of view, the consequences of overeating, of eating the full packet of biscuits and how that's going to make you feel. So that's pretty much what we're going to try and cover today. So the first thing, just from a completely selfish point of view, um, like I was obviously, my situation and my background has always been a bit of a, you stand up and we deal with the situation there and then. And we didn't necessarily, I have never thought about the consequences to my actions until um, you've we've obviously talked about it a lot when we go out on walks and you've helped massively in certain situations um and i do think that that's something that i've shown some growth around so i would like to really explain to our listeners what kind of steps that we've put in place that you've put in place for me and kind of some examples of what we talk about as well so let's use it as an example of a heated discussion over a WhatsApp message, the consequences to sometimes just going, sorry, the action of being able to stop 
think, walk away and how that can benefit the future situation and future relationships with people. Uh, yeah, so actually the first thing you pointed out, which is pretty good, is like your kind of upbringing. So upbringing and environment are really important in this because we are seen the way we brought up and our environment that we live in to kind of act in a certain way. Yeah. And <clears throat> you were right in saying that because you're upbringing, sometimes you're expected to be bullshit, you're expected to cower away. And it's all about that expect expectancy level on you that can sometimes make you think you're reacting in instinct, but actually it's already preempted. Mm. So you will send a WhatsApp message, like you say, or you'll say something that you'll think is instinctive in that moment or in the heat at the moment, but actually preempted from your environment and your upbringing. So it's kind of having that ability to, like we've spoke about before, the the agility to be able to change your personality in different kind of circumstances. So kind of your state of mind in those moments can, if you go revert back and go, well, what young Kate would have done this, she would have gone, ah, but actually, yeah. where did that ever get you in the past and reference those moments? And it's really, like you said, it's about learning to stop and think about the consequence to your action. And it, can, it and these are just very simple things, but they can have such an impactful kind of time after the event. You, you might not think your action has had an impactful kind of consequence at that moment, but it can then have a knock-on effect forever. Yeah, and, and let's not, you know, we're not both sitting here going, oh my God, we're perfect. We never react to anything because that is <clears throat> so far from the truth. Yeah, of course You know, is. we've reacted in situations that's got us in worse situations in well, a way. Well, that's it, isn't it? And that's kind of what we wanted to do today because um, it really is, you're right. Sometimes we react and it's made the situation worse. Yeah. So this is kind of what we're trying to say that if we, in certain situations, if I just stopped and fought for even... 10 seconds, which isn't a long time, even like 20 seconds. These are not long periods of time. But I'm not when, in that heat of the moment, that is a really long period of time. It is Especially a long Especially if you're having a conversation with someone, to be able to switch and go, um, like to have that pause, when your emotions are so high and you're angry and upset, that's a really, really hard thing. I mean, for me personally, probably not for some people, that's a really, really hard thing to do. So what do you do in that situation? Well, so on, so let's go back to your WhatsApp point originally. So on your WhatsApp, you can put your phone down for, yeah, that is massive, for five yeah. and ten minutes and walk away. You can actually have longer than five to ten, twenty seconds. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant because, one, putting the phone down. you know, down. the amount of times that we've all reacted and gone, oh, I'm going to send this message. You start typing it out and it all sounds great. You read it through and you, you want to hit send. And when you do hit send, that's it. You can't take that back. And even in moments of arguing face-to-face, -face, you, you can say something. And once it's been said, you can apologise, but it's already been said. So you can't really take it back mm. because it's like it's been said and you can say, oh, well, I said it in the heat of the moment. Well, in the heat of the moment, quite often the truth comes out. Yeah. So but it's actually the truth that's actually kind of bubbling inside of you. So it's that compression truth. And what I mean by that is you might think you're reacting angrily to a situation that's happening currently. Actually, you may be yes. angry from situations of like, you know, you might be struggling at work, you might be having arguments at home, and then someone cuts you up at the traffic lights, and then you chase after them, and then you're swearing and shouting and screaming, and that's not about somebody cutting you up at I the traffic lights. I don't do lights. that anymore. No, but that's, again, that would never have been, because you don't do that anymore, because the situation of someone cutting you up wasn't the situation that made you angry. It was lots of other situations that yeah. were bubbling inside of you that made you angry. Yeah. So it's having that understanding that there's lots of things that happen, and if you deal with them, then it make yourself lighter, 
quite often mm. your reaction will be different. And Yeah, I mean, out from <clears throat> one of my experiences, and it's not something that I'm proud of, but just to give you an example of, you know, when I was going through the divorce, we'd probably having tricky conversations. Um, and then I remember I was driving along and I was with the boys and they were probably arguing in the background or whatever and ev everyone was a bit stressed. And then I had some cake. Do you remember this? No. <laughs> and, I, and I threw like a little bit of cake out the window and the man behind me beeped his horn and was like being really aggressive to me. So I stopped the car in the middle of the road and got out of my car and went and shouted at this man. I mean, it wasn't one of my finest moments, but it wasn't the situation of... And it wasn't the fact that I was angry that the man was beeping at me. It was everything else that was happening in that environment that I was stressed anyway that day. And I was actually, in my defence, didn't see it as littering because it was cake for the birds. But Okay. Yeah, so, well, yeah. <laughs> and that's what the point I was trying to make, that he didn't know that actually I wasn't littering because I don't litter. I was actually a litter angel at one point. And it, well, it's also it goes goes down to actually you don't know what that other person exactly. may be feeling. So exactly. So he may have just lost his wife. Yes. He may have just something yeah. may have happened to him. Yeah. And we just always assume that it's just us. Cause that is mass. That's a massive point actually. That that is something that I really do try and think about now is what is that other person's situation. Well, I've always said so. The state of mind to be in when you're arguing is to be calm, because if you're arguing back. It's, an, it's escalating and it's just getting worse and it's just kind of kind of become something it really shouldn't. Mm. So if you're calm and the other person's screaming, they will calm down before you get angry. Yeah. Because they will think, well, there's no point to keep shouting because I'm shouting and they're not. And no one's listening in that Nobody's situation. listening. If you're both shouting, nobody's listening, nobody's understanding. It just becomes who can shout the loudest. Mm. And really, it's about really, like I've always said, I look at my life now and it's not about taking that 10, 20 seconds. If you're face to face with someone and someone says something, you can quickly think in your head, right, should the right response be this or should it be that? And if you can get that ability into you, like we do with the ABC methods, mm. like the activating emotion and the behavior and the consequence, once you can drum that into your head and it become part of your routine, it becomes very simple to quickly do it in like milliseconds to go. So just going back to that ABC method that you talk about, and I know you use this in some of your sessions as well. Do you want to just give a little bit more information on that method that you use? Well, it's again, like I think we spoke before, but is that kind of, the A is your activating emotion or event and your behaviour is the B and your C is the consequence. So you activate an emotion and you find that bit of cake out the window was actually you just, the event was just you find something out of your yeah. window. The emotion was you got angry because someone bid to you. Your behaviour was then erratic, shouty, like getting out of the car, stopping. And you're lucky because that could have been somebody else that was having a yes. better, worse a day than I you know. that could have then done something. Your children were in the yeah, car. So all of a sudden, the consequence to that action yeah. are, are huge. Yeah. And But in that moment, you didn't think like that because no. there was lots of other things going on. So really, the ABCs work brilliantly if you can keep telling yourself ABC, ABC. But clearing all your other kind of stresses and your anxieties and everything away and all your other traumas are key as well. Because if you just keep compressing, 
life becomes like a jack in a box and you just keep you're never dealing with these compression moments you're just adding on top so if you imagine you're winding that kind of thing up that you do on the side of the box keep winding it and winding it and winding it somebody just bibs at you in the car and then it swings yeah and you think oh my god i'm so angry about it. but you're not angry about that because mm. you compressed everything else it just means that the jack pops up at the time that you don't expect it to pop up but you've just had enough and it's about having that ability to just go right in my life, like now I live my life, I want to be the protagonist in my life and in my story. I want to be the hero. I want to be able to do the right thing. So I have to tell myself every day that if I don't do it, then I'll go back to being the villain. Or I'll go back to being the victim. And it's all about really, you just keep holding yourself of what you want to be and that eventually manifests. Mm. So if you keep telling yourself, I want to do the right thing, doing the right thing will just come naturally. I don't want to get angry. If you keep saying, I don't want to get angry at this situation because I remember last time something happened, that comes naturally. Mm. And and it's really something, and these are like, like we said about the biscuits, right? Like if you use the simplified example, when you're bored sitting at home at night time and you've got a TV program on and you just nip to the cupboard because you're bored and there's a massive bar of chocolate in there, you're not thinking straight away that actually if I eat all of this, I'm going to feel sick, I'm going to regret it, and then I'm going to hate myself for another couple of hours. You just eat it because out of boredom or just because you've got, you know, you're nothing better to do. Once you've eaten it, you go, oh, what have I done that for? And actually, sometimes it's about stopping and going, do I really need this? I remember last time I, I'd i done yeah. this. I felt sick. Mm. I felt bad. I, I don't really want that feeling again. I tell again. you to say this to me when I'm eating. But I shouldn't have to because you're an Cadbury's cream eggs and... Well, you bought 10 the other day and then hid them so nobody else could have them. I hid them from your kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, that is another thing. Um, I think that's a big thing with alcohol. Yeah. Coming out of dry January for a lot of people, obviously now alcohol is, which I don't get the whole dry January thing, but that's another thing, um, is the whole... I'm just going to have one drink. Well, we know that people don't just stop at one drink and it's the consequences. And I say this on the programming for, it's not just about the alcohol for me. It's about the consequences of feeling a bit tipsy and then you kind of open up and you start to eat the junk food and then you go to bed late and you wake up in the morning and you feel tired, lethargic. You can't train like you wanted to train the next day potentially these situations come and you start to again you know send silly messages all this kind of stuff so for me it's those consequences of thinking but that's that is you've got to have quite a strong mindset for that though you know because it's strong mindset equal like kind of if you put a strong mindset with creating new habits they are really fundamentally the same thing. Once you create a new habit, it's not about having a strong mindset. It becomes a routine. So once you create the habit of not going to the cupboard to get the chocolate bar, mm. that just becomes part of your routine. It just doesn't happen anymore. That's not having like that willpower to go, I will not eat that chocolate. I will yeah. not do that. It's just basically going, right, for the first couple of weeks, every time I go to that, I'll grab a banana. I'll grab an apple. I just won't grab anything. I'll just make a cup of tea and sit down. But because it's the habit of going, I'll just walk to the cupboard, open the cupboard up, get the chocolate bar, that's already in there. To change that mindset, mm. you just create a new habit. And at the beginning, you're right, you need a strong mindset to change that habit. Or a voice of reason. Or a voice to of reason. Someone to someone say to, to you. Yeah. Or would, it, would something like, if you know in that 
I don't know. I know, like in that, in the let's go back to using the chocolate bar situation. And by the way, I'm not saying don't eat chocolate because that's not what we're about at all. But what I'm saying is, when people are coming to me on a weight loss journey and they're saying I can't just have one biscuit, I eat the packet. So rather than having a voice of reason for if you're by yourself or your kids are in bed late at night, whatever, what could you use something like? A photo or a post-it note to say, well, I, so don't eat the biscuit. I use the ABC. Blah, blah, I just blah. say ABC. I just literally tell myself ABC. Because if I say ABC enough, I remember exactly what ABC means. Don't say it out loud because you'd look like a right weirdo. Well, just in your, in your head. ABC, ABC, ABC. And then all of a sudden it remembers, like, actually, do I want the consequence to feel like it did before? The issue you've got is a lot of people, like if we go back to the drinking stuff, you know, you know how, how I feel about drink driving um, and stuff like that. But a lot of people will drink one and then they'll drink two, then they'll drink three and four and five. And then they'll, be, then they'll drive because they, a lot of people have this mentality of it never happened to me. Mm. And then once you create that mentality in your head, well, I can do whatever I want because it never happened to me. Like I can act how I want because I've never done a find a car that's done a, in the bloke done a get out or the person's done a get yeah. out and do something. Yeah. If you have that, it never happened to me attitude in your head, you feel like you're invincible. Mm. And that's sometimes, that can be like the worst kind of attitude yeah. to have. Because when it happens, it's like, it happens big time because you're, you push your boundaries, you push your limits. You know, going back to my addiction again, it, I genuinely never thought I'd ever be in the position I was in because I was just like, well, I'm only doing this. Yeah, a justification, justification. It mm. won't happen to me, won't happen to me, won't happen to me. And then all of a sudden when it did happen to me, I was like, damn, it did happen to me. And it's happened to me a lot worse than it would have happened if I'd thought about the ABCs at the beginning. I mean, your consequences to your actions are quite major. Yeah, they're major. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, absolutely major. And, and I still pay for it now. And, you know, like we've said, whether it be health or anything else. That, But if I'd had this ABC method way back when, mm. I could have stopped myself from doing 90% of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not sitting here saying I'm a saint. No, and no. I, I don't... I, I still struggle with emotions sometimes. And I still struggle with, like, kind of feeling a bit like I feel compressed but it's really about finding that kind of person to talk to or changing your like kind of habit and doing something different to break like a routine that mm. you don't like the fact you're in and once you get that kind of sorted everything else seems to be a, a lot easier and like like we've spoke before it's about really it can be something simple like if somebody reaches out to you don't go I'll text tomorrow text today like do something because there's someone else that they may be reaching to you for something. What? Well, if you think about it, like, so sometimes Sorry, people... Sorry, I drifted off. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> people reach out to you. Yeah. And it's about... So if someone, like you've just said, if voice of reason, if someone wants to reach out to you and hold an olive branch or do something, it's about not going, oh, I'll do that tomorrow, I can't mm. be bothered today. And actually understanding that people may need you as well. Yeah. Just like you want people, you need people, people may need you as well. And the ability to talk to someone is, is key, right? So if someone sends you a text message or someone does something or phones you and you go, I'll phone them back tomorrow, mm. it's about phoning them back when you can. And don't just keep putting stuff off and putting stuff off and putting stuff off because that just creates bad habits. Like opening the post. Like opening the post. Do you want yeah. to explain that theory? Well, it's, if you, I've always said if you've got a bill... I remember we had a kid that worked with us when we'd done the building stuff and he 
he come to me like really struggling with work and I couldn't work out why his kind of productivity had dropped. And I spoke to him, he said, like, I've got loads of bills, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't, he said, and they just keep sending them and saying, I've got loads of like kind of, I owe thousands. And I said, Well, how do you know? Like, well, I don't open my post once I open it, and now I just keep getting letters all the time. And what I'd done is that created such an anxiety mm. in him that he couldn't work properly. And then when I said to him, Why don't we open them and deal with it? Yeah, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to put it off, put it off. We opened it and it wasn't thousands of pounds worth of debt. It was the same debt company just sending the same letter yeah. over and over. And he's totaling them all up until eventually you don't want to open them no more. And if you open your post and deal with it now, yeah, it stops the anxiety, which then inevitably leads to another feeling of like angry because you're anxious about paying your bill that you, you're not dealing with. And then someone says something to you or one of the kids misbehaves. Then you scream at them. And then you feel bad about that. And then your husband or wife come home and then you have an argument with them. And then you feel bad about them. Then your work performance drops. Mm -hmm. Just by not opening your post, there's three or four different things that happen as the consequence yeah. to your behaviour. Basically, so, just deal with your stuff. Deal with your stuff and deal with it in the now rather than deal with it tomorrow. It's about getting stuff done and ticking stuff off your list that need to be ticked off. And that just doesn't... We're not just saying that that to referring to your post. It's about co tricky conversations. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, you know, responding to messages and just not letting it build up. But then sometimes... No, but if you think about, even going back to the messages and the phone calls quickly, but if you think about, sometimes you have people phone and you go, I'll phone them back tomorrow. And then you forget and then they phone again and you're busy and you go, I'll phone them back. And that's twice and it goes three times. And then you feel embarrassed about making that phone yeah. call back. So you then start going, oh, I haven't spoken to three times. And then you'll start racking your brain, what's the excuse I can use? What's this? And actually, just sometimes, even send a message saying, really busy, call you back tomorrow, and or give us a shout tomorrow. It's just about knowing somebody, like telling somebody that you're there mm. and you're not ignoring them because you doing that can then have a consequence to their actions of them going, well, why am I being ignored? Have I done something wrong? And then they start to feel anxious. Yeah. It's really about having that kind of understanding that your actions and your consequences have an impact on everyone, not just you. They have an impact on lots of other people around you. And that's kind of what it's about, right? Yeah. Right. And what were you going to say? You've forgotten I've now, I've forgotten. Yeah. That's why I don't like it. When you interrupt me, I can't, because I can't write stuff down. I've now forgotten what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So now what do we need to talk about? You're going to have to think of something while no, I try I and remember need... no, what listen, we're going to talk no. about. <clears throat> well, it, oh, I tell you what, it, okay. this wasn't what I wanted to talk to you about. Good. But I think the... the um, Previously, when we discussed this and we were planning, we talked about a situation at work, which I think will help people as well. So it's that if someone has that conversation with you, they don't think you're performing at work. Like, how would you then, there's different ways that you can deal with that. Well, yeah, so it's, <clears throat> if so you mean if someone says that like, you're not performing at work. What would and be it... your, you could, your actions could be, you know, either I'm going to knuckle down and improve or I'm just on a buckle. Sit and, moan yeah. about it. and moan about it. And then that gives that moaning more energy. Yeah, and that, well, this is it. We focus our energy on the negative stuff and on the what ifs. We focus so much time and energy on what if this happens, what if that happens, or I feel negative about this and I feel negative about that. Actually, if you focus less time on stuff that you can't control and focus all all your attention on the things that you can control. Yeah. When the things that you can't control come towards you, again, a bit like kind of decompressing, it feels a lot easier to deal with. 
because mm. you've spent probably every day, every hour going, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like we spoke to someone before who was having like trouble with work and then she said to me, and this is a true story, she said, I've got to tell someone at work. <clears throat> oh no, actually, what was this? the story at work? She's like, she gave someone else a different job like gave her a promotion and then she was worried that the woman wouldn't like the promotion and then she was worried that she wouldn't like it and then leave the company and then she'd leave the company and then potentially lose her house because she couldn't pay the mortgage if she couldn't get it and this is all like from one little situation it oh. builds up and, but this is how some people think with the what ifs of yes. it can like kind of spiral out of control mm. which is why I've always said when you're having these moments of anxiety and you write if you write all the what ifs down at the beginning of the week or yes. at the end of the week or every time you feel them write them in your phone or write them down on, on a notepad and at the end of the week look back and go well how many of those things actually happened do you know what that is a really useful thing and I've done that a couple of times you've told me to do that um and that that was something that actually really helps. Like if I knew, if at a moment I was feeling a bit anxious and a bit stressed and a bit down, and I was, I'm terrible for the what if situation. I'm really bad at it. But that actually was a really useful exercise. That probably none of them happened. Well, that, well, that's it, isn't it? But then what you have to do from that, you don't just take away, oh, none of them happen, and then next week I'm done. I think what ifs again and keep writing it down because eventually, what your brain will do is it will say. Actually, all those times that I worried about, do you remember, none of them really actually come true. So you stop thinking about all the what ifs because you know that 99% of them never actually happen because they escalate so quick. Mm. Because when you can't control something, of course you're going to think what if. But if you can't control it and you don't know what's going to happen, then what's the point of thinking what if? You've just got to roll with it when it comes. But all the other stuff that you can control, stop thinking about what if, just deal with it. Like, what happens if I get dead people around my house? What happens if the bailiff's here? What happens if... The, just deal with the letter. Opening the letter and dealing with it and making a phone call makes it a ten times lighter. Mm, yeah. And that what if goes. You don't have to worry about that all day, every day, when you're at work thinking about that or when you're, you know, doing something else or picking the kids up because you're not concentrating when you're driving, you're not concentrating while you're at work. Yeah. And all of a sudden, these things... And then sleep. And sleep. And you're not, you're sleeping, not sleeping right because... And it, that is horrendous. Yeah, it's, it's really bad for your health. It's like... You I'm, know, Leanne always says to us, shut your tabs down before bed. Yeah. And it is about shutting your tabs down during the day. Like, you're, if your brain is a computer, shut all those open... And you can see the people that are like that because if you go to their computer, they've got 100 tabs open. And they, you're like that. Yeah, though. I know I am. It stresses yeah, of course, me out. Yeah, I know. But um, do you shoot your tabs down? Do I, I do now. Yes, I do. Now. Well, I have. I'm better at shutting. You mean on the computer? <laughs> no, in life. In life, yeah, I'm better at shutting my tabs down. Yeah, I think so, don't you? Why are you fidgeting with the paper then? Well, do you shut your tabs down? I think I sh- some I. Um, mm. It's difficult conversations. I think you open up too many tabs. I think that's what the issue yeah, is. Yeah, I agree. You I open up tabs chaos. that are unnecessary. Unnecessary tabbage. Yeah, I think you do have <laughs> unnecessary tabbage. I think your tabbage needs to stop. Yeah, I mm. I agree. But I think a lot of people are, are like that. I think that unless you've had, unless there's someone that you can speak to, who is your voice of reason? You are my voice of reason. Whether I like it or not, when I get all worked up and, you know, my tabs are open, you help me to close them all down. And you've and so, but if people haven't got that, what do they do? Well, what do you give me then? What? What do you give me then? My tabs. Yeah, but what do I get out of the you... joy of you helping your girlfriend? Oh, okay, All right, fair enough. Okay. 
That seems fair. That brings you joy. <laughs> yes, very joyful. Very um, joy. Very joyful. Let me finish. Um, yeah, no. So really, it is about learning to stop and think, and yeah. in every moment, and eventually creating new habits and working yourself through little tricky situations mm. and being agile enough to kind of deal with situations. Because again, that's important. You know, sometimes the emotion if you kind of let the emotion beat you and let it heighten, if you're not agile enough to have it, like kind of adapt with it, like you've got to learn to duck and you've got to learn to throw a punch back when needed. You've got to learn to duck when needed. You've got to learn to kind of run when you need to run. You've got, you've got to have all of these things in your locker. You can't be so rigid in life. If you're rigid and you stand still and never move and you're not agile enough to kind of adapt your personality to everything, you're always going to feel the same. Yeah. And if someone comes at you and says you're not performing at work and you're rigid and you go, oh my God, you're just going to crumble. Mm. Or you go, right, okay, tell me how I need to perform. And then you work with it and you roll with it. Because sometimes you can't see your faults because you're so worried about thinking about all the what ifs. You're not understanding that you are dropping in productivity and you're not doing things right. That just really agility, resilience Mm. and learning to stop and think are huge in all of this. Okay. And then your ABCs. Easy as one, two, three. Is that song? Is was that a song? Jackson Five. Jackson Five. There you go. Um, yes. So I think that's been very useful for me. I think it has. I actually just wanted to do this just so you would listen. I do listen. <laughs> yeah, but if I do it here, you have to listen because we're sitting next to each other. But I think these skills are really, really important, <clears throat> and it's and it really doesn't take a huge amount of work and it is a lot of repetition like you say it's a and it does come with time and listen we all still slip up I still slip up I still lose my head but isn't everything repetition if you're going to learn any new skill you have to do it over and over again to actually learn it and I think we forget that a little bit with our mental health but we've always I've always said to you bring mental health back to fitness you have to train to be better yes you can't walk into a gym and do whatever you can instantly. You have to train. It's all a process and a progress. And, and it's, it's hard work and you is. will fail. Mm. But it's learning from your failure, from your mistakes and kind of thinking, again, the consequences to how you felt mm. last time when you yeah. failed. When you sat in yeah. bed eating three Cadbury's cream eggs. Well, you could sit in bed and go, right, I eat three. next time you go to do it, you could write that, go refer to your pad and go, actually, even write that down. Every time you feel oh, an emotion, yes. go, right, what, what was the action? Eating free Cadbury's cream eggs. What was the behaviour? Oh, the action was them being in the cupboard, <laughs> eating Cadbury's cream eggs. And then the consequences, I feel like, see, why did you let me do it? I feel, I'm basically pointing at you again. But this is the point, isn't it? No, it's, do you know what? That's a really good thing. If you write it down, you can then refer down. back and yeah. go, actually, that's how it made me feel yeah. before. Yeah. Because it's very easy to forget again yes, in the moment. Is, that yeah. actually, the last time I reacted in this argument, this happened yeah. or that happened because you go well, an instinct. I'm just on a shout and scream and swear and, and, point and that's things. not good for anybody because no, it just it creates stress. Yeah, of course. And stress is really not good. As we both know is mm. not good for your body no. at all because then it affects sleep, mm. but it's all linked. This is what we've always said is it's, we do. We have one hub because all of them are linked together. Yeah. You're eating your sleep, your mindfulness, and your fitness are all linked. You do them all, then eventually everything becomes a little bit easier. Mm. Everything becomes a bit lighter. And again, we're not sitting here saying people shouldn't eat crisps or biscuits or chocolate and not drink because that's not normal. No, it's not life. You know, that's not real life. No. And, you know, we're not preachers. I'm just trying to help you kind of see different things from different points of views. 
and yeah just learning to stop and think thank you for that useful 30 minutes therapy session for me you're welcome and um i'm gonna go and get a notepad and avoid the cadbury's cream eggs and I'm going to say thank you very much for my new chair. Oh, that's your welcome. <laughs> nice. Thank you again for listening. We will put a link into the Happy Hub website. <laughs> and you can obviously contact us through Instagram. You can send us a message. You can pop any comments. Please keep listening. Please keep sharing your podcast. It really does, our podcast, sorry. It really does mean a lot to us. And thank you all for listening. <laughs>